Welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. Hi, I'm Stefan Kazakis from Business Benchmark Group, and I'm really, really excited about the uh, the momentum that this podcast series is creating. So really proud to be sharing this next podcast, which uh, talks about first impressions and it's such a remarkable thinking process. How do, you, how do you create a best first impression? And the fact is that our recordings, our podcasts are recorded from live events. So these are things that we're actually doing in, in real life. And now we're sharing through this medium of podcasting, which when you think about first impressions and you think about we're coming back to put it now out to the world and, and, and the momentum that we're generating is unbelievable, it just really exemplifies the importance of ensuring that you make not only a first impression, but a lasting impression. And uh, at Business Benchmark Group, we have a philosophy, we have a framework called the rule of threes. You know, it takes three seconds to uh, generally make that first impression to give yourself an opportunity for 30 seconds. It takes 30 seconds to engage and ultimately provide enough value to get to three minutes. And at three minutes is where the magic starts happening, where some relationships are starting to form and some interest, let's call it genuine interest, is starting to begin and therefore you go from three minutes to 30 minutes. We call that a coffee meeting. You know, at 30 minutes now you've ensured that you have a collaborative conversation and or an impression that goes for three hours. So the rule of threes, three seconds, 30 seconds, three minutes, 30 minutes, three hours. Now three hours is where the business gets done. So it's really important to have a first impression. What's way more important is to have a lasting impression. Ultimately, what makes you unique? We're going to be covering off on a little bit of that conversation. You know, we hear so much and so many skills and universities and business education and books have been written about the topic as to what is your business unique selling proposition? What makes you unique? Ultimately, what is it that makes you emotionally connected and or what is your emotional selling proposition? Because we know that people don't buy with just on mind, it's it's about emotion, it's about heart, it's about engagement, it's about you have a need and you need to ultimately serve and or provide a solution for the person and or organization that's needing that solution. So the emotional selling proposition, and lastly and most importantly, how is it that you're building within your business, I guess a, um, a community, a tribe? We hear so many people talking about what is your tribe these days. But ultimately, the way we look at it, with feet on the ground here at Business Benchmark Group, what is your unique selling proposition? How is it that that establishes an an emotional selling proposition? And how is it that you are, because you are committed, of course, building a community selling proposition? And these are the fundamentals. You know, feet on the ground, genuine, authentic, business-to-business, business-to-consumer aspects that are critical pillars to the success and the scalability of your business. So the rule of threes, the uniqueness of your business, and how is your promise ultimately differentiated from your competition is the validating point that continues to build communities that belong to every business that's committed to the journey of the big game. I'm Stefan Kazakis, Business Benchmark Group. I really, really, really look forward to your feedback on this next podcast, one of my favourites. Who are you and what do you stand for? Business is nothing more, nothing less. Life is nothing more, nothing less than storytelling.
How good are you at sharing your story? How good are you at taking whatever is your reputation till this point and keep on building on it? Nothing more, nothing less, that's called positioning. That's called communication. That's called in what everyone gets to understand. This game in business, which can be very expensive, but very necessary, called marketing. So how are you sharing your story? So I'm gonna move now into what we refer to at M500, the brain stretch. It's about getting us ready based on the theme. So what I want you to be thinking about is your story. I want you to be thinking about who are you and what do you stand for? Because when it comes to communication, when it comes to sharing, when it comes to putting yourself in a position where you may be seen as not exactly different, but slightly unique, there are aspects to that that you must be confident about. You get onto the elevator on the third floor and you come off on the eighth floor. You've literally got 15 and a half seconds and that's what you've got. You've seen someone walk in that you just don't know. And in today's world, we're not exactly first impressions or your best impressions because anyone can walk in. You have no idea who's walking to that elevator. All you have is one question. That's either coming your way or you're going the other way, right? You have 15 and a half seconds to share and give just enough information to raise the bar of curiosity. Who are you and what do you stand for? In the game of business, you've got three seconds to make an impression to earn the right for 30 seconds. Does that make sense? What I'm sharing with you now is a format. It's a core called the rule of threes, right? Three seconds to get 30 seconds, 30 seconds to get three minutes, three minutes to get 30 minutes, and 30 minutes to get three hours. If you are challenged by your first impression in three seconds, you're generally gonna get people tuning out in 30 seconds. They're not gonna be listening to you. You haven't made an impact. You haven't got their attention, and you certainly haven't encountered the journey of raising interest. Most people get interested when their emotion goes up. If you don't get better at choosing your words and being better at your story, you're ultimately gonna get in the way of your opportunity. Or you're gonna be investing a lot of money in marketing only to realize it's not working because you're trying to be someone that you're not. Does that make sense? So the more authentic you are, the more genuine, genuine you are, the more simple you are, the better you'll be for this game called communication and positioning. And thereafter, dare me say, the demon or the angel called marketing. See, marketing is 24-7. Marketing is something that happens every other day. Whatever you've done here thus far this morning, representing your business, the way you drank your coffee, the way you ate your food, the way you held your plate, is all marketing. I'm either buying you or I'm not. You're either making it easy for me to buy you or you're not. That is positioning and communication. So you've got to get better at storytelling. Now, to get better at it, you've got to have belief. You've got to genuinely believe in who you are and what you stand for, ultimately known as our core values, right? So when it comes to core values, do you have them? Do you abide by them? Are they easy to ref reflect and reference and ultimately help you keep in accordance with? If you're putting a message out to the world, do you have something that says, these are my 10 commandments? These are the things that I must attest to. These are the things that I get measured by. This is how I grow my business and everything belongs to these three, four, five, ten 
core values. Does everyone have a core values system in the business? Because if you don't, then your marketing is going to be superficial. Your marketing is not going to be genuine. Your positioning is not going to be genuine. You're, you're, you're going to struggle with authenticity. You're going to struggle with this, with this phrase called, trust me. So when you think about those two words, trust me, what are they saying? In the first phase of business, what do they actually say? If you're not saying it, who is saying it? Your competitor is. Why is your competitor saying it? Because they've been in business longer. And they've got a tribe that says it, right? So when you think about the words, trust me, and you think about the storytelling aspect of who we are and what we do, there are three propositions you must always be referencing in your business and your storytelling. And the better and more advanced you get in business, I'm not talking about the smarter you get in business, but the more experienced you get in business, which means you failed a couple of times, and how cool is that when you fail a couple of times, right? So we all know this one, the USP. That's one of the selling propositions. What makes you unique? Now, when you live in a country like Australia and you also do business in a country like Australia where there's, you know, there's 2.1 million small businesses in Australia, and there's not one category or one industry that doesn't have at least five other competitors in a square mile. And you don't have the distance and the logistics issues and the tax issues and the HR issues and the finance issues that we have in Australia. In other words, the red tape is huge. And if you can succeed in Australia by finding what is your one degree, two degrees, three degrees of uniqueness, I'm telling you, you can do business anywhere in the world. Does that make sense? If you can succeed in a country like Australia, you can succeed anywhere in the world. There is a concept right now in business, when, when it comes to business in Australia, there is a line. Underneath that is local, and above that is global. If you are not thinking global right now, you are missing an opportunity. The reason you may not be thinking global is nothing more, nothing less. You haven't dared to be brave enough to think about it. Not put money towards it yet, but think about it strategically. So, what makes you unique? What is your unique selling proposition? How is it that you share a story that has underlying a meta that says, trust me? How will people trust you? Because buying something or someone, a service or product, is nothing more, nothing less than emotion. I have a problem, you have a solution, help me sort this out, but I must trust you because I have a competitor of yours around the corner that I'll be also speaking to. Does that make sense? So you've got to get better at your storytelling. The definition of who you are and what you stand for. ESP. What is your emotional selling proposition? How is it that you demonstrate and display with accuracy an understanding of your target market's urgent needs? How is it that you've, you've walked the walk and now you're in a position to walk a talk of understanding your target market's emotional drivers. What is it that gets them feeling, hey, this organisation, this person understands my needs and they've got something that demonstrates they've walked their talk and now I should trust them and ultimately buy them. So when it comes to marketing and when it comes to communication, you must demonstrate trust factor, 
genuine authenticity. You've got three seconds to buy the right for 30 seconds. You are going to go a long way if you work on your emotional selling proposition. You're going to go a long way by figuring out the simple yet understood conversation which says, trust me. Okay? Thereafter is this thing called CSP. The third, the third selling proposition. The third proposition is otherwise known as community selling proposition. Don't worry about what I have to say. Have a listen to the ones I have served before you that were exactly at the same crossroad as you. Have a chat with them to let you know how it is that we do things and how what we say and what we do is congruent and 100% aligned with the core value called a bias to solutions. 100%. So how is it that you are building your proposition, your marketing and your positioning as to who you are and what you stand for to such a point where your community is speaking way louder than you are about what you do and what you stand for. At that point, which is generally the second and third phase of business, because you have at least 10, 20, 50, 2,000 clients that you have served and are currently serving, you now have an army of unpaid salespeople talking about you and positioning you for your future clients to be considering you as their option. Does that make sense? So that's why when it comes to marketing, when it comes to communication and positioning, your first responsibility is get brave by having belief that you will be a benchmark business and getting better at your story. Share it. Let others know that they could also share it as well. Right? So if you're going to build a business that has three propositions with an emotional selling proposition, and ultimately you're going to build a tribe that validates and confirms and certificates what it is that you say and what you do, you've got to build your culture. <coughs> So a business benchmark group, the board of directors 12, Diamond Club, everything we do, every single client that comes in, every one of us that takes an oath every single day abides by a biased culture which has five points to it. The first and most important is we have a biased culture towards high performance challenge. Never do we say enough is enough. There is no such thing as your business being slowed down because we've had enough. It's busy. There's no such thing that we flirt with for me. If we're going out to attract more opportunity, more business, do we get in the way of saying, oh, I don't want to grow a big business. I say, you want to grow a very small business. Oh, no, 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 we don't want that one either. So no different to your life, a tree, your business, it's either growing or it's dying and you are in control. So you need to have an ethos, an underlying culture that says we will always raise the bar to be 1% better every single day. So you need to have a bias to a high performance challenge. The second bias is a bias to solutions. If you have been immature enough to say yes to something, to realise thereafter that, holy shit, I should not have done that, that's a problem for me now, and you walk away from something that you said yes to, that is not going to be good for your reputation. That is not going to be good for your community selling proposition. That is going to have someone say, yeah, yeah, they start things, but they don't finish things. Right? So if you've got a culture that says a bias to solutions, if you are mature enough in business to say, yes, we will do that, then it's up to you to ensure you do. 
It's up to you to find a solution to get the result, the outcome, and think outside the square with a plan B already figured out before you've even said the first yes. Does that make sense? Now, if you build a reputation in your business, like we are at the Business Benchmark Group, to be having a bias to solutions, how do you think you're going in these two areas? How do you think you're going with your emotional selling proposition that says, okay, based on the facts that you've just shared with me, this is how I see a solution to your problem. And this is the first step, the second step, and the fifth step to get you moving forward. And when we discuss that with our clients, whether it's Board of Directors 12 or Diamond Club, we actually go ahead and do it. Do you know it's a fact? We've had two years of the Manningham Business Excellence Awards, and five out of the ten winners have been Board of Directors 12 clients. Not bad, is it? Not bad at all. One of them currently is a finalist in the Telsha Business Woman of the Year Award, which is phenomenal when you consider her business and the number of years in business, right? So, bias to solutions. The, the third bias is a bias to transparency. In other words, you have an open and honest culture. There are no hiding um, conversations or what you see is what you get. It's transparent. It's about brutal truth. If you share with me the brutal truth about your situation and I share it with you, now we're in a position where we, can, where we can go to work and figure out a solution. So an open and honest communication culture. A culture that grows and thrives on being open and honest, no hidden agendas. It's all about one-way traffic and that's up. Number four, a high-performance challenge in doing the right things right. It's one thing doing the right thing, it's another thing doing the right things right. So having a bias, if we're going to go ahead with doing this, what's it going to take to give ourselves a great chance at doing it right? In other words, it's going to achieve 90% plus based on our criteria. And how do we keep on improving on that? How do we ensure that we keep on building a business that's biased to doing the right things right? That's all about culture. So if I can grow a team that is conditioned and trained and takes an oath every day to whatever they do, makes no difference at how fast or how slow they are, but they are doing things right, do you think with time and experience they're not going to be in a position to be doing it faster? Do you think in time we're not going to be in a position to be doing things better? Do you think by doing things faster and better we're going to be in a position to not be the cheapest? Culture. Culture is where it starts. Culture is the most important thing when it comes to building a business and thereafter sharing what it is and what it takes to market and position and communicate that story that represents your business. And the fifth thing, and the most, again, not the most important because all of these are very important, is having the right people on the bus, but ensuring that you're building a culture that's biased to continued growth. Understanding the phases and the challenges of business. Every time your business grows, there'll be a choke point. And this is why I love applying for awards and our clients applying for awards and us applying for awards. Next year we're considering um, applying, the Business Benchmark Group is considering in, in applying for the Stevie Awards, which is an international award for professional services organisations, right? So we're thinking of entering that one. Now that is a 
Let me just reference this as a ballsy approach to having a go because we will be benchmarked against probably four or 5,000 businesses in the world and some of them are giants. Now, do we want to win that? Or do I just want to have a go? Do we also understand by having a go we might be in a position to win it? Absolutely, right? So, continued growth, high performance challenge, transparency, doing the right things right and always a bias for solutions, not only for your customers because they are the end result. It's about doing the right things right for your team and who you are and what you stand for. And if you do that, then succession planning and exit strategies are very, 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 very real. If you don't do that, you have a chain that's tied to your office or your desk and that's as far as you can go. You can't build the business if truly you are the centrepiece of everything that goes on. Does that make sense? So this right now is our brain stretch. I want you to be thinking, how do some of these concepts work for you? How is it that your communication, your positioning, your marketing can benefit by just getting a little more tighter around your culture statement? How does it get tighter by understanding there's three propositions that you've constantly got to be working on? Because not only are we storytellers, we're actually bridge builders, which is a very interesting and exciting concept, and it comes down to the ESP component. A misaligned team is a team that's going in different directions, all thinking that they're doing the right thing, but there's no end goal, there's no end destination with the bits and pieces in between that keep the mechanics, the process of what needs to happen, when it needs to happen, but more importantly, the fire in the belly for what needs to happen, alive and kicking. So when it comes to high performance challenge, there's only a minority of people that put their hand up to play that game. The majority of us are okay with mediocrity. The majority of us, as Jim Collins, the great man said, we're okay to be good, which is also the demon of being great. When you're good at something, that's okay. It's mediocre. If you want to be great at something, you've got to figure out how and what are your buttons that presses a high-performance challenge to go for it. Because every one of us has the same resource in time called 24-7. However, every one of us has a different representation of what 24-7 stands for. Is that cool? And there is this thing called work-life harmony. So let's not forget about that one. I really, really hope you enjoyed listening to that podcast, particularly around the rule of threes and the framework that that could give you to continuously build and grow your business, which leads me to a really good point here. On the 16th of May, we're going to be having our M500 event, and that's going to be Again, talking about scalability and the ability to keep on moving your business with precision towards, I guess, what the market is needing, where the demand is going. That's called a pivot in our world. So scalability and pivot is the theme for our M500 event. Invitations are open. Registrations are open. Please put your hand up to be uh, acknowledged as a guest of ours. And we look forward to having you there and ultimately sharing what we do best. And that's in our live events. We take you to a place that not many other real events do. So... I'm Stefan Kazakis, Business Benchmark Group. I look forward to seeing you at our next event. For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education, and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 03-9001-0878. If you liked this podcast, please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud and leave feedback as well. Stefan shares so much value in all his podcasts and we encourage you to go through the archives and listen to other episodes of the Business Benchmark Group podcast. 
Thank you for listening.